1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. Day 10 of Najib Razak's 1MDB trial got off to a late start today. Both the prosecution and the defence teams had to attend to other cases first, one of which was case management for Najib's stepson, Riza Aziz. Like Najib, Riza also faces money laundering charges over misappropriated 1MDB funds. In the 1MDB trial, we were introduced to a new witness, the former CEO of 1MDB, who provided further testimony on just how close Najib and Jolo were. Joe was so comfortable around Najib that he could walk right into the former PM's house and ask the staff for a cold beverage. We'll get to that soon. It was almost noon when the trial in Judge Colin Sakara's courtroom began. Najib's former aide, Amhari Nazaruddin, was back on the stand for a short while, answering some questions from prosecutor Gopal Sri Ram. The lawyer asked Amhari to clarify the remark, do it one MDB la, bro, which was made by the late Aslin Alias. Aslin was Najib's private secretary and was known to be very loyal to the former prime minister. Amhari initially took the comment to refer to Najib and the misappropriation of one MDB funds. He said 2015 was a tough year for the Prime Minister's office. This was when the 1MDB scandal hit the headlines and the PMO was under attack. Everything from documents about the misappropriation of 1MDB funds to the lavish lifestyle led by fugitive businessman Joe Lowe was being exposed in the media. Amhari said he and Aslin had believed that this was a conspiracy to bring down Najib, but a meeting with Najib sometime between January and February of 2015 caused Aslin to lose his composure after, leading him to make the remark. Aslin died in a tragic helicopter accident a short time later in April 2015. However, last week Najib's lawyer Shafi Abdullah made a suggestion that Aslin might have been referring to Joe Lowe all along, and Amhari had agreed. But if Amhari had any concerns about Najib or Jolo misappropriating funds, he never reported them to the police nor to the MACC. Next, Sriram asked Amhari about his China trip. The witness had earlier insisted that the trip was to get money to bail out 1MDB. Things got a little complicated here as the witness was asked to identify confidential cabinet meeting minutes. He was asked to highlight paragraphs which indicated that there was a bailout, but he wasn't allowed to read them out loud. He just pointed out the relevant passages to Judge Colin Sakura. One hour into the questioning, Sri Ram concluded his re-examination. And after eight days on the witness stand, Amhari was finally let go. Court stood down for an early lunch break to allow the lawyers to prepare for the next witness.
The ninth witness to take the stand was Sharul Azral Ibrahim Halmi, the former CEO of the Trungganu Investment Authority, or TIA. He later became CEO of 1MDB. After taking his oath, he got started on reading his witness statement, all 270 pages of it. TIA was the brainchild of Tringanu ruler Sultan Mizan Zainal Abidin, who was also the Agong or the king of Malaysia at the time. When the company was first set up in February of 2009, it only had two ringgit to its name. Sharo said he first got to know Joe Lowe from his days at Accenture, which is a multinational consulting firm. Joe was his client. In March 2009, after a meeting with Sultan Mizan, Sharul was appointed CEO for TIA through Jolo's recommendation. His role was to promote and expand the company and he was to report directly to the board of directors. Sharul testified that Najib and Joe were close. He said on one occasion the former PM had called Joe on the phone while the latter was in a meeting with 1MDB chairman Baka Saleh. Najib had wanted to speak to Baka, but instead of calling him directly, he called Joe, who passed the phone over. Joe held so much influence that TIA board meetings could not start without his presence. The witness recalled going with Joe to see Najib. He said Joe could drive right into the former PM's residence. It seemed, the witness said, staff kenal dear, or in English, the staff knew Joe. And while they waited for Najib in the foyer, Joe had asked for a chocolate malt drink, a Milo ice. In March 2009, Joe wrote to Najib requesting that 5 billion ringgit in Islamic bonds be raised and backed by a government guarantee. The contents of the letter were detailed in bullet points. This was Joe's style, Sharul said. The bonds were needed urgently to facilitate a venture by Mubadala Investment Company, the UAE's sovereign wealth fund. Joe had told Sharul that Mubadala wanted to invest in a luxury hotel in Pulau Bidong, Tranganu. During the same period, U.S. investment banks Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan were also appointed advisors to TIA. They were to advise in the creation of a wealth fund. Goldman eventually helped 1MDB raise bonds worth 6.5 billion US dollars, netting 593 million US dollars in fees. It was also Goldman that suggested TIA open its accounts at Am Islamic Bank, with Sharul and former 1MDB director Ismi Ismail as signatories. Najib had several private accounts with Am Islamic the same ones 1MDB money were alleged to have passed through. Sharul was then asked to identify Joe. But since the businessman is in the wind, he was shown a picture instead. A few more questions later, proceedings ended for the day. The witness is nowhere close to the end of his statement. He had just gotten started on this 270-page testimony. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The team behind the Najib Razak 1MDB podcast are Rivati Supramaniam, Yap Pik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Alfian Zori and Beat Hong provided additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo.